As a UNICEF ambassador at high school, I learned that as Article 19 suggests, children should be protected from violence and abuse. And as Article 38 suggests, children under the age of 18 should be protected from sexual exploitation. Well, one in five women will be sexually assaulted while at college, while only 4% of college men will be sexually assaulted. You're more likely to be sexually abused by a person you know over a stranger. Two out of three assaults are not reported to the police. And every eight minutes, a child is sexually abused in the United States. Sexual assault and rape are never a victim's fault. Hi guys, it's your host, Ozu from LookPod. And today, I have a person who is not only courageous, but amazing and very close to me to share her experience. My best friend! Woohoo! Best friend, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kylie. Okay, so today, Kylie will be sharing her story of um, sexual abuse. So, let's get started. Okay, so Kylie, if you don't mind, please would you sum up what happened? Basically, I was sexually abused when I was 14 by a second cousin who was coming from abroad. Yeah. It had lasted two weeks while he was staying with my family. Yeah. And how old was he when that happened? He was 24, I believe. And you were 14, you said? I was 14. Okay. Now, Kaya, right? So we know that people always ask this question to the girls, you know, did you ever try and fight back? So did you try and fight, fight back? So before I was abused, I definitely had a conception yeah. that if I was to ever be hurt or sexually like harassed in any way, I would kick the person, the perpetrator, yeah. and I would run and I would go and get help. But I think when I actually was abused myself, I froze for yeah. every time he came near me, every time he touched me, I completely froze. I didn't do any. I didn't even breathe. Sometimes I just sat there. Yeah. Um. So. No, I didn't fight. Yeah, which is fine because I feel like people need to understand that this is a biological thing that I learned in psychology that, you know, there are three types of responses in situations like that or any type of like dangerous situation. There's fight and flight, which everybody knows about that, but there's also freeze. And I feel like mm-hmm. people would talk about that more that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you just freeze in situations, which is exactly what you did, which is fine and normal. Kaya, tell me, what were your family and friends' reaction? My family at first was just as shocked and confused as me. I've never um, actually experienced anything like this in our family. So I don't think any of us knew how to react. And my friends were really, really supportive. And I think they Mm -hmm. knew how to handle it more because they weren't kind of in the actual abuse. Because obviously it happened like in my house yeah. so I think like all my family could kind of like experience it with me and yeah. it was very like scary for them but with friends I think it was more they could say like they hope that you're going to get better but they weren't actually in the abuse like my yeah. family so I think they could I think it's all it. age as well like you know mm-hmm. oh, yeah. same age when you told me so with yeah. the same age now so if you think sometimes the fact that obviously your friends are the same age that kind of helped mm-hmm. you out a bit more they understood yeah. where you were coming from exactly um, and I think also in older generations, I don't think the kind of um, like education on yeah. sexual abuse is as good as now, even though it's not great right now, but I think it's a lot better now than before. Yeah. Now, tell me, what helped you overcome everything that happened the most? Um, definitely therapy was probably the thing that helped me the most. I went for a year with yeah. um, a therapy place called Rasa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 
it was specialised for rape and sexual assault. That's what RASA stood for. And I had only one counsellor and she was really, she really, really helped me kind of deal with it and realise that it wasn't my fault. Yeah. Now, we know the answer to this question, right? Because we talk about this all the time, right? But you tell me, do you think schools and colleges, etc., do you think they help explain sexual abuse or just abuse in general properly? Do you think they explain it enough? I I don't think they do. I think the first time we were introduced to sexual abuse it was in year eight i don't know how it was in year nine actually i don't think was it in year nine yeah year nine just Uh, year nine and i think you'll remember it was like an under 10 minute video and it was about tea and tea was the consensual kind of sex i still i still this is the thing i'm still confused about what it meant and that was kind of the thing that was meant to help me like guide me to avoid yeah sexual assault um and there was not really any discussion after that it was just a teacher putting on a video um and it wasn't even it was an enrichment day uh and it also included mental health on that day and all the really important things that young girls should know and they just kind of they just didn't talk about it enough and I think that was the last thing because to be fair all that they spoke about was consent didn't they They exactly about abuse if you think about it like exactly so you tell me what do you think schools should do I think they should definitely talk about the build-up of abuse because I think it's very likely if you're in a relationship, if it's a family member, um, they tend to groom you or they tend to kind of try to get, like, build your trust and then they kind of, like, build it up to knock it down. Um, And I also think the aftermath is probably the most important, like, process of healing, like, like, straight after. You really do need to kind of figure out everything and really get help so that you can heal in the future or it's going to be very difficult but I just don't think that's colleges or like schools they just don't think about the aftermath of abuse and I don't think they know what to do with people who are abused I don't think they have very good um they don't have a very good support system because every single story of someone who is abused is completely different and I think we need to Um, I think we need to definitely consider people's situations because for some people, if they are being abused, they can't just walk out of the house because they have nowhere else to go. Um, And for some, like, they don't even understand what sexual abuse is. So I definitely think there needs to be more of a talk on, like, not just consent, but how to know the signs of being groomed or Mm -hmm. of someone trying to, you know, lure you into that kind of... Basically, how to prevent it before you can get... Yeah, exactly. And do you think people who have actually experienced that, do you think if they come into schools and colleges and talk about it, because obviously they have first-hand experience and they're going to know more yeah. than people, do you think that's more helpful? So, like, in year nine, if you, if somebody who actually had been through sex abuse came and spoke to you, do you think that would have helped you understand then that, you know, what happened to you later on was what was happening to you? Like, would that have helped you out before you actually were abused? Yeah, I definitely think it would have because... I think I definitely, before it happened to me, I had a stigma of victims of sexual abuse and I thought they were only one type of victim, that Mm -hmm. someone who it had happened by a stranger or it was a very, very violent crime. Um, And then that is what, to me, that was what sexual abuse or assault was. Mm -hmm. But I was groomed. I was, it wasn't a violent, it was a very like 
he'd gained my trust in a sense and it wasn't how like the movies portray it so I definitely think having someone who could talk about their experiences and it would have made me feel a lot less alone I think I'm not blaming my school but if I had had more of an awareness on different scenarios of sexual assault rather than just consent um, and I maybe would have known the signs of the grooming before it had happened yeah exactly now you tell me Kylie have you forgiven this person or have you ever considered of forgiving him I've definitely considered it definitely especially like at night when I'm about to sleep I definitely think it would help me move on however he didn't get any consequences for what he did to me because I never called the police or anything and he went back home he's living his normal life um and I obviously feel very wronged in that sense I think he should have got some consequences I find it difficult to forgive but I definitely think it's in my like for me to like fully move on I do need to forgive him but I'm working on it but it's a lot harder said than done yeah exactly and do you want to talk to him or have you tried talking to him I have considered maybe if I like ever saw him again to talk to him but obviously I would be putting myself in danger however that closure I it does seem like quite important to me to talk to him again although I don't even know how he would respond it might just be like I never did it or yeah I'm sorry like obviously you need to just get some things off your chest right you just exactly to, obviously I know you very well and I know how this has affected you so much and it still does affect you today like I know it's been so many years since it happened but at the end of the day it's abuse like it's not going to go away overnight and so I think you know sometimes you do you, I mean you just naturally think about it you just naturally want to vent out your anger to that yeah. person whether they react in the way that you want them to react or not exactly um, I think also he needs to kind of understand like he's clearly ill I mean not many people fancy their fo- like 14 year olds exactly. yeah so I think it's four, so lots of yeah it. exactly <laughs> but I think I, I think it is important for people to kind of understand what they've done yeah but I don't necessarily know if I'm the person that should talk to him about it so what would you do because obviously he's your family right and when you go Mm. back home abroad and let's see if you were to bump into him at like a family event or something what would you do then I think if I wasn't like if it was a shock like it didn't I wasn't warned that he would be that I think I would be very 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 upset and traumatized probably wouldn't want to go in the room however if I was told maybe I would talk to him aside and just try and like explain to him what he did to me but I don't I'd have to be in the situation because maybe I'd be too like a bit traumatized from it maybe to see his face yeah okay now you did mention before you didn't go to the police how come you didn't go to the police about it I think it's again with the school I didn't think I was a victim of sexual abuse I I think like again my conception of it was a misconception yeah. like I thought there was only one type of victim um so I didn't think I had to go because I didn't think anything necessarily wrong was happening because he was someone that I trusted so much because mm-hmm. he had built such a um like he built a close relationship with me yeah. and he was grooming me and I think also my family's reaction I think we were all just so shocked and confused mm-hmm. and I think we thought well he's gonna go home abroad and then that will be done with it. But mm-hmm. obviously, that's not how it works. It yeah. still follows me to this day. He still haunts me to this day. But I think maybe that was most of the thing. Like, he's going to go, so then it's going to stop. I think that was the reason we didn't go. Yeah. 
Um, tell me a misconception that you face when it comes time to sexual abuse or just abuse in general. I think the biggest misconception with any kind of abuse is that you have to act a certain way during or after and if not that means that you're not a victim of the kind of abuse like I think because I wasn't wanting him to rot in prison and wanting to go to the police and wanting to get this kind of justice I was very numb after I was very confused I was very I just wanted to completely forget about I think I didn't feel like I was a victim because it wasn't like how they were like in the movies or when other people and I think especially like with physical or emotional abuse people think like why don't you just leave but sometimes you can't leave the house you have nowhere else to go you have to stay so definitely the biggest misconception was there's a certain way to act after or during you're abused especially with sexual assault I think people assume after that you have to be completely off like sex however some people they go they lean towards more having Mm -hmm. sex or like being sexual or like just so they can kind of own their body back so they don't have to like remember that this one person had taken I don't know like taken advantage of them all over your body and you're allowed to take that control back exactly completely agreed and I think like people think oh like why are you going out and you know being promiscuous after this horrible thing has happened to you that just doesn't make sense why aren't you indoors like sheltering yourself not wanting to like talk to anyone but some people just want again like to have the control back and to say like this is my body I can do what I want with it yeah and you know how you keep going back to like movies and stuff right that does kind of show how like in all honesty, how uneducated we are, you know, you I think people tend to think, right, you know, because we live in England, in a first world country, we're so educated about this kind of stuff, yeah. but clearly we're not educated because, you know, we have this, like, one stereotype of what it should be like. Exactly. Um, right, so you tell me, Kylie, right, because in my personal opinion, like, and this is my opinion, um, I think sometimes the side effects are worse than the actual situation that happens, than the actual abuse. What do you think? Do you think that your side effects, like your mental health and stuff, do you think that was worse than the actual abuse that happened? I think it was, because I think when you're in the abuse, um, you do think this is eventually going to stop, like eventually he is going to leave me alone. And you can, it's very much like you're in shock, you don't process it, but after, um, you do have to process it, and you are left with those scars, like, if I see if I'm on the bus home from college and I see a guy that slightly resembles him I think of him and then I think of what he did and then I think of how I felt after and how he really affected me and I will just like Mm -hmm. just cry and just think about how he made me feel before during and after and I think definitely you blame yourself because I thought I was 13 when it started the grooming started happening I thought oh if I just just told him to leave me alone if I had just avoided him as much as I could then maybe it would have been different and after the abuse I um got diagnosed with PTSD yeah. um which is a lot harder to deal with than the actual abuse so yeah I agree I think the aftermath is a lot harder because you kind of have to live with yourself as a victim yeah which is really difficult and definitely people kind of have their own kind of opinions on you whether or not you like them people think think certain things about you 
so yeah I think the side effects are harder and you know because we're on about side effects right what about relationships and stuff does it still kind of like you know of course like I know you well and I know that in the back of your mind you still get scared that people are going to use you and stuff but do you think how how was it for you to like get into new relationships like after it happened it was definitely hard I think even not just relationships like friendships and in general I think I thought everyone had like an intention behind why they were trying to be friends with me I didn't think it was just to be nice if someone was talking to me I thought they had like they wanted to use me for something Mm -hmm. yeah relationships they did get difficult because obviously I thought like they're only in in it for one thing and yeah I think with anyone who's been abused you do kind of think about like how you you kind of question how you act yourself because you don't want to give anyone the wrong idea and you yeah. don't want to put yourself in a vulnerable situation again because you don't want to go through what you went through before yeah okay now Kylie tell me if somebody comes up to you right and they've been sexually abused or they they're going through at the moment what advice would you give them I think the first thing I wish I heard was you're not alone it's not your fault which I think definitely anyone with abuse needs to hear because anyone who the abuser usually will try to put it on you and be like yeah like you did this so this is why it's your fault and absolutely if someone continuously tells you that you're gonna believe it you're gonna think it's your fault um and I think even though I was 14 and I knew I was underage I still felt like I was the person that was doing it wrong so I think I would tell someone if they were going through it find the right people you have the right to like do any actions you want and the way that you are reacting is the right way for you yeah exactly so you can go to the police if you feel mm-hmm, like exactly well you and don't have to if you don't if you feel like it's not going to help because obviously there are a lot it's difficult to get convictions and sometimes the effects of court a lot they're too much to handle for some people and it's it's very hard for people to go to court about it you were you nervous about that as well that if you did go to the police like yeah it would kind of be hard for you to prove and stuff as well because yeah exactly I had no evidence because I wasn't actually raped yeah um I was only sexually abused and I think also I had because I thought it was my fault I thought they wouldn't believe me I thought I was gonna get kind of accused being like oh well you did this so you led him on or you did this so you were asking for like you know it's the way that you dress and stuff Mm, exactly honestly that has nothing to do with anything exactly like it it really doesn't um you know how we're on about sexual abuse and rape tell me the difference between the two because I think a lot of people do get confused so what have you learned as a difference between the two rape is when you're forcibly having sex with a woman according to the law obviously there could be a whole discussion on what rape really is because I don't think yeah um and sexual abuse is everything but that it can be from someone uncomfortably touching you in a certain way to obviously forcing you to do oral or anything like that it's just everything but sex and I think people also don't realize that sexual any kind of sexual abuse it can be as little as some as like an uncle or a friend or anyone like touching you in an uncomfortable way it can if it's making you feel uncomfortable and can like it doesn't have to be a massive thing for you to feel uncomfortable and for it to be classed as sexual harassment like definitely I've known some girls who have had like their uncle go up their thigh and they have felt very dirty and they it still stays with them yeah. so definitely think there's you know also like 
anyone needs to be careful with how they treat people and how they touch people. I think it's not, we shouldn't just focus on the victim. You should also focus on the perpetrator who's doing yeah. it because obviously there are some kind of, I don't know, I, I feel like sometimes people can get away with it because, you know, like the old saying, boys will be boys. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not, that. I'm not a feminist or anything, but I definitely think like there is the rape culture. There is, there is rape culture, like there definitely is. And there mm-hmm. is definitely some kind of, I think obviously people find it awkward to talk about because obviously it's definitely not something anyone's comfortable talking about, anything about like sexual assault or sexual harassment, but it just needs to be an open discussion and we do need to try and get rid of the stigma with victims of sexual abuse and, you know, like any kind of misconceptions around it because there are many and like I was very 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 uneducated about anything around it before it actually happened to me um and I just think there needs to be like a better education on it to be honest and I feel like people this is just my opinion but I do feel like people definitely need to understand that nothing is small when it comes to stuff like 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 exactly yeah it can just be a tiny thing according to you but to somebody else that could be horrendous and Mm -hmm. literally nothing is small when it comes time to a person making you feel uncomfortable even if Mm -hmm. it's just like I don't know like you said the way that they touch you or whatever like yeah don't feel ashamed of talking about it like you do not because I think a lot of people think that they sound stupid when they say stuff like that mm-hmm. but no you don't sound stupid um okay now lastly you did mention therapy so therapy is something that really really helped you out would you recommend that to people who have suffered any form of abuse I definitely would because I think it's having a stranger who you don't know and kind of being your authentic self yeah. in the moment you don't have to care about they're not going to judge you they're not like they're paid to not judge you you can say whatever you want and it stays in that room and yeah. I have admitted things in that therapy room that I would never ever ever admit outside Um, it's definitely someone who who supports you but they're going to be able to sleep at night you know like obviously if it's a close friend or it's a close family they're obviously going to be worried about what you tell them but this stranger like they are going to listen it's not going to break them to hear what you have to say because they've like been trained for it and, and I think you've got nothing to judge you on because like you said they're a stranger at the end of the yeah. day so in a way you do feel like they're not they have nothing to judge you on exactly and I think with abuse it's it can really really affect you like in ways that you can't even imagine mm-hmm. sometimes like even little things like and I think you definitely have to not not necessarily therapy because I know for some people it doesn't work but yeah. talking it out kind of knowing don't bottle it all up because if you do it's going to be harder to heal yeah and how long does it take for therapy like how long are the waiting lists and what did you do to get therapy like did you go to a GP or did you get it private or what, what happened I went to a GP with my mom um, right. and I think it took about five to six months yeah for rasa but that was specialized for what had happened to me i think for like cams it would be a lot of a longer wait list but for me i mean it wasn't that long mm-hmm. okay thank you so much kylie for doing my podcast with me today i hope you don't get bored or anything and thank you honestly so 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 much for your experience like I, I said this to you before as well and I genuinely mean this you are an inspiration to me like you're, you're a survivor and I love you so much and I've seen you grow so much over the past few years and I'm so proud of you and I know that you're just gonna become a, an even wonderful person in the future and I know for a fact Kylie that people out there that are going to listen to this are going to be inspired by you too um and now Kylie 
but please you remember what this word means inshallah in god's will <laughs> and okay so inshallah we will do a podcast i don't even need to say that because we are going to do another podcast. oh yeah for sure Absolutely. yeah and Definitely. um i can't wait to see you in my next episode with a new topic just a disclaimer this episode was recorded over the phone so please take care everyone just stay at home and stay safe yeah. And I pray to Allah that he keeps us in his protection during this hard time of the coronavirus and he blesses me, you and our families with a healthy and long life. Amen. I hope you all really enjoyed this episode today and I just wanted to say thank you very much to Kylie once again for joining me. Take care everyone and I can't wait to see you in my next episode. Bye guys.